The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Politicians and public servants are poised for a pay hike next week with TDs set to earn just under 109,000, while the Taoiseach and Taunish's salaries will exceed 233,000 and 215,000 respectively. Are these salaries uh, the just reward for a very difficult uh, occupation or are they excessive? Well, I'm joined on the line by the leader of the Aintu party, Pavel Tobin, and by public affairs consultant and Irish Times contributor, Jared Howland. Good morning and welcome. Um, first of all, Pavel Tobin, um, are you complaining about 109 grand? Yeah, I don't think there should be any increase in the level of, of uh, TD salaries <clears throat> or public servant at the upper end of the base scale. Um, there's 670,000 people who are in poverty in the state at the moment. Right now, there's a quarter of a million people going into arrears on their electricity bills. Uh, and we have about 160,000 uh, people uh, in the state currently uh, who are in arrears on their gas bills. We also have the state and the government, you know, warning everybody else in relation to their, their incomes to be very, very careful that we have very high inflation. Uh, and we know that obviously increasing uh, salaries is a, is a, is a, a, a pull factor in terms of, of inflation. And then as a state, you know, we do have a massive debt um, and there's a little bit of largesse here being shown by uh, politicians in terms of pay increases in the face of that significant national debt. And, you know, I, I think that most TDs, um, you know, uh, are, are doing a good job. I do think TDs should be paid well. I'm not saying that they, that they shouldn't be paid well. But I think it does not make sense at this stage for those incomes to be mm. increasing continually. I do understand it's part of, of a, an agreement, um, but the government is, is in a position to legislate, uh, and the government could legislate to make sure that TDs, if they wanted to, uh, would not in, uh, increase um, uh, their salaries uh, at this moment in time. It, the, the contrast between many of the people around the country who are suffering, many of the people who can't afford to fill their car with petrol or diesel to get to work at the moment, uh, and TDs, uh, is, is amazing. And I will say this as well. I do believe that certain TDs and ministers on significant incomes are living in a bubble. I do believe that there's a disconnect between their experience and the people who are um, suffering at, at, at the lower end of the income spectrum. Um, you know, the, the government has been putting up uh, excise on, on petrol and diesel uh, twice so far uh, this year, and they're about to do it again. And I do think that if they felt how tight money is on a day-to-day basis in families, they will be thinking twice about those decisions. Okay, Jared Howland, what do you say? Well, I, I say that TDs and senators and ministers should be paid, as they have been for decades, at their equivalent rate in the public service. So a senator is paid as an assistant principal officer, <coughs> a TD is a principal officer, a minister of state is an assistant secretary, a minister is a secretary general, and the Taoiseach a little bit more than all the rest. The problem is that there has been a disconnect in the last few years since the pay cuts during the crash. Those have largely, if not wholly, been ex- restored in the public service, uh, and there's a bit of catch-up in terms of politics. And I think that TDs deserve to be paid at the same rate as a principal officer. And Padder knows that most TDs have far more demanding jobs than most principal officers. And they have no tenure and they have no security. And they, uh, you know, if you're really concerned about public spending, take a stand on the budget where public spending will increase across the board uh, from instead of the 5% planned for to over 6%. 
against the advice of the central bank and others, take a stand in the public sector pay negotiations this coming autumn uh, when huge sums of money are at stake, not the very small sums of money uh, at stake in terms of Oireachtas members. And I think that's the sort of credible stand we need from politicians and public mm-hmm. spending. Okay. But this, an- this anti-political politicisation of well, politics just, and politicians' pay is very, very bad for politics no, no, just, generally. In fairness, can I just make the point that uh, we opposed the increases in wages of principal officers uh, during the last pay agreement. And indeed, we have been calling out the, the enormous wages uh, that the, the, the sectors are uh, experiencing currently uh, within the state. So this is not just specifically about politicians. This is about senior elements of the public service uh, as well. And the point that I would say here is I do believe that at senior levels of the public service, we need to, first of all, make sure that there is some level of productivity taken into consideration in relation to people's salaries. You know, in, in the private sector, there are three elements that contribute to the salary that a person earns. One, the value of their work. Two, the market uh, factors that exist. So, you know, you have to pay a competitive wage to be able to employ good people. But three, the level of productivity. So you would have, you know, anybody would have a review on an annual basis. They talk to their boss and they would work out whether they, they have been contributing significantly to the, the bottom line or not. And if they haven't, typically, they wouldn't get a pay increase. But if they have been working well, they would get a pay increase. But yet we have a system where senior public servants actually get pay increases whether they're doing their work or not. And and worse than that, we have a system where there's no accountability in this country. So if senior public servants make major mistakes in terms of, for example, the the botched secondment of Tony Tony Holham, it doesn't make a, a blind bit of difference on their salary. Their salary keeps going up. And as long as you have a system whereby there's no accountability in terms of people's behavior, well, then you're going to see mistakes happen over and over and over again. And that's what's happening in, in the Irish public service at senior level. OK, but what do you make of Jared's point is that if the government really wants to face down maybe public ire in terms of the rewards that go to both public servants, civil servants and to politicians, well, take a stand when it comes to the, the pay talks with the public service, the civil service, uh, which would thereby impact on them, because if they're linked to those grades, if those grades don't get a hike the next time round, well, the politicians won't either. And that would be, as Jared says, more credible. Well, first of all, that link is a construction of the government. So the government can, cha- can break that link through legislation at any time. I will say that teachers, guardy, um, and nurses and people working in the health service do need a pay increase, and very simply because we can't get enough of them at the moment. Competitive rates mean that Gardaí are not getting the wages that they, they need to, to want to get into Templemore in the first place to become Gardaí. Same nurses are leaving the country and working in other jurisdictions, and, and teachers can't afford to live in, in, in the East Coast or in Dublin. So there's no doubt that at that level we do need pay increases. But telling a person that on, on, you know, uh, who's a, a, a sec gen of a department that's earning you know, well over 200000 euros that, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a L'Oreal experience here that you're going to get the pay increase because you're worth it anyways. I don't think that's... that's yeah, but how do, you, how do you measure? Uh, because obviously, say you're in the Department of Foreign Affairs at a time of Brexit, um, those civil servants work day and night. Uh, you might be in another department, which is very calm at the moment, and, you know, the challenges are not as great as they would be in foreign affairs at such a juncture in time. And um, and the guy said, I'd love to be more productive, but basically I'm doing my job. I'm doing it well. I can't do any more. 
you ask the question, how do you measure? It's measured. Work is measured every day in every single job in, in the country outside of the public service. You know, we have we have really well trained HR. Like in fairness, the, the the public service is not shy of HR staff. You know, uh, these guys go to third level college to be able to make sure that they can deliver and right. um, their their jobs properly. They they are able to measure the productivity and the contribution that staff make. And actually, you know, on those really high uh, incomes, I, I, I do think that it's really necessary that we start to add in productivity. Okay, um, Gerard, what do, what do you make of that, uh, that you measure the principal officers, assistant principal officers, the assistant secretaries, the secretaries using HR metrics and decide whether they deserve a pay hike or not? Well, first of all, I, I'm in the private sector and I wouldn't talk up the efficiency of the private sector in terms of measuring people's work rates. I, I think Patter has slightly overstated it. But in relation to public service, I think he has a point. I think there is a lack of accountability. It goes back to the Ministers and Secretaries Act 1923, in which effectively civil servants uh, through the Secretary General are accountable to the Minister alone. The Minister is then accountable for absolutely everything to the Oireachtas and Oireachtas members and successive governments have completely failed, point blank refused, to change that because it removes the fog uh, which they all, uh, you know, avail of when they're in government uh, in terms of those key responsibility relationships from uh, cabinet ministers and secretaries general and senior civil servants. So this is a political issue that's decades old and has been uh, avoided by every single successive government in office. Um, the, the question of whether or not the pay is disproportionate, uh, one comment says, I think Pather is 100% correct, there's a disproportionate salary for politicians compared to highly qualified people in roles in pharma. Uh, also, in the private sector have clear milestones and KPIs, uh, which are key performance indicators, which need to be met in order to get a, a rise in salary. But another one says, 109k is not that high a salary for what TDs do. I think our lot are useless but it's not a ridiculous salary. I work with people who whose job is to unbox items and they get 45k a year for doing that rather unchallenging job. Well, I I think Padder is worth it. Uh, I mean, he's, he, he, he's a guy who came into politics in one party. He reconsidered his position. He took an extraordinarily brave decision to go in a different direction. Uh, he's still there making a very big contribution. Let's see how Aintu does at the next election. And I think people like him in a very uncertain lifestyle, a highly pressurised job that he knows from first-hand experience is far more pressurised than most of the principal officer people he's dealing with across the public service. And I think to single out politicians in an anti-political way for political advantage in this sort of debate, while standing back from the bigger issue of the huge amounts of money involved in public sector pay, doesn't do a service to politics. Pather, isn't that a point? I mean, you're playing a bit to the gallery and saying politicians shouldn't be paid this amount, uh, or the, the principal officer and so on. But the big issue for politicians, they know there are huge amounts of voters in the public service working, um, and when the pay talks come around, they won't want to alienate them by uh, sticking their oar in and stymieing the talks. Well, I, I suppose, first of all, Jared is very kind in his words there, but I will say that I do find it hard to be able to look uh, 
constituents in the eye in clinics uh, on a Friday morning uh, when you know we go through the difficulties that they're having, that when they're in mortgage distress, when they're unable to pay their bills, where there's two people working in a family and still they're in overdraft every single month. You know that you know when families are, are lying awake at night wondering what bill they'll pay this month and what bill they're going to stick off to the next month. I do find it difficult to look those citizens in the eye and at the same time have senior politicians making you know decent money but still getting pay increases at this moment in time. And the other element that I will say that needs reform within the public service is we have an enormous number of levels of uh, grading within the public service, um, which obviously, you know, in, in some cases you can have over 100 different grades within the public service, and each grade is a different salary and a different, uh, you know, income, etc. But if you, if again, if you look at the private sector, the really efficient companies will have you know, far flatter type organizations, uh, and therefore, you know, the, the, the difficulties are, are not the same in terms of, of, okay. of income. But, but finally, but to, to you, Pather, if uh, you uh, took this away from the linkage that is there with uh, the civil service, uh, isn't it fair to say there'd be a row every time? I mean, you guys would probably be impoverished. You'd be on buttons because uh, the public, if they had a chance to kind of have a go at you because you were voting yourselves an increase, it just wouldn't happen. Uh, No politician would be able to say, oh, I'm in favour of that increase. Uh, So this way is a clinical way of making sure that your salaries, whether they're justified or not, keep pace with inflation and the, the economy generally, and it takes it out of the political arena. Yep, I agree this does take it out of the political arena. And I do agree that it's much harder for the government to make decisions in terms of uh, in, in pay increases uh, in the future for TDs, given obviously there could be a political cost in doing that. But just because it's harder doesn't mean it shouldn't, it's not the right way to do it, and it shouldn't be the way uh, that we actually make those decisions in the future. But right now, there's definitely, it is, it, there, it is wrong to see such level of difficulty within society in terms of poverty uh, and, and struggle, and yet that politicians are earning Okay, so and much. final words to you, Jared. Well, this is not about pay. It's about political capital, and it's a wrong direction. Politicians are des- deserving a parity of esteem with equivalent public servants. All right, Jared Howland, uh, public affairs consultant and Irish Times contributor. Uh, thank you very much, and Pavel Tobin, leader of Enthu. Uh, thank you also. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.